and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Well, hello there. I am certainly glad and honored and blessed that you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast, to download it, and to listen to it. I certainly hope that you would hit that like button. Make sure you do follow us, and that way you get alerts and messages that we have released our weekly podcast. Today we're going to try to answer some questions that did come in through the email. Uh, and I'll get to that in just a moment here, so if you have a Bible question and you want me to try to answer it, I will do my best to, to answer it. Uh, it might take me a few weeks to get to that and answer it uh, to the best of my ability and, and pray about how I, I want to answer it, make sure it is from the Word of God and not from any type of denominational thinking or setting or, or precepts. And so, uh, when you do email, please make sure you put something in the subject line that's going to catch uh, my attention. I'm just overloaded with spam. It's just unbelievable how much spam uh, one mailbox can hold. And so, please do that. It would really help me filter through uh, all the garbage and it would save me a lot of time. And this person really, he begins to ask me uh, the question of, First Corinthians chapter 15, and he basically uh, suggests that uh, he's listened to the podcast long enough to know that I don't believe in certain things. Well, uh, maybe he has or hasn't. That's immaterial. If he has, it's really great. I'm glad he has listened, and I'm glad he has this question. But the thing is, I don't really hold to denominational type teachings and thoughts and processes. I want to know what God has to say on the subject, and I want to do that uh, because I believe that's the, the right thing to do, first of all. Uh, and second of all, the only way I'm going to find that answer is to study and know God's Word. And this is a lifetime uh, deal. You just honestly, if you really want to net to know God and you really want to know how He thinks on any subject, you, you really have to study the Word of God on your own. I'm glad that you listen, and I'm glad uh, I can help you and point you in the right direction. But at the end of the day, honestly, you're going to have to pray and study uh, God's Word for yourself. I always encourage you to open a Bible and follow along for that very reason. That way you know that I'm quoting the Bible and I'm talking about uh, what the Scripture actually has to say. So enough of that. And so we're going to get into this uh, idea or this question about 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, verses 51 and 52, where it talks about the last uh, mystery of, of God. And that in those passages where you have this idea of a rapture. And so it says, I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. They say, listen, I'll tell you of a mystery. We will not all fall asleep, but we will be changed in a flash and twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed 
for the perishable, we must clothe itself with the imperishable. And the immorality of which the Apostle Paul is talking about here is that when Christ appears at the second time, and those who are alive uh, will be changed from this mortal to immortal, from perishable to imperishable. And, and the dead, those who are asleep in Christ, in other words, uh, sleep is a metaphor for, for death, uh, they will be resurrected. The soul will, will return to the body, and they will live forever in a renewed universe with the resurrected Christ. And consider this to be talking about what they called the rapture. Uh, and so th that's basically his email that I just quoted. But this really has nothing to do uh, with the rapture. Now, this has to do what happens at the resurrection. You know that there's a, a loud command. There's the voice of the archangel, there's a trumpet call of God, and that the dead in Christ are raised, and those who are alive are transformed by where the question is, where's the rapture in all of this? But in the scripture, there's a sense of, especially in First Thessalonians uh, chapter 4, that when the, when the Lord Jesus appears in the air, uh, we will all, if we're alive when he comes, we're all going to look up and we're all going to see him and we're going to meet him in the air. And those who have died or have fallen asleep uh, will come up out of their grave and they too will meet uh, Christ in the air. And so, as though this idea maybe of people in your town or they're going to go out and, and they're going to meet uh, a stranger uh, or a visitor that is being brought back into their gates. And, and so perhaps in this idea, we, we're going to go out and visit not the stranger, but the sovereign creator of the entire universe. And we're going to bring him to earth. That's what we pray. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And, and what is this idea, this vision of John, where the new Jerusalem comes down out of heaven, uh, prepared as the bride, is, is a beautiful uh, picture of a husband and, her and his wife being joined together. So God himself will come to live with us, it has nothing to do whatsoever with the notion that Jesus comes down uh, where Jesus reverses direction again, goes back up, takes people with him, and those people will be in heaven for seven years. And then there's this uh, idea of a tribulation that, that breaks out on, on earth. It's just horrible. It's terrible. Uh, the pilot of an airplane crashes and kills everybody on board because the rest of the people were not able to uh, be raptured. And I don't know. To me, it, it is crazy. And then it comes. He comes back for a second time, and the second coming. People that are saved, uh, they're following him. Uh, there seems to be this idea 
of a golden age where the temple is uh, reinstituted, rebuilt type thing, temple sacrifices uh, and so forth uh, continue to go on. But honestly, uh, I can't find this anywhere in the biblical text. You have to really twist, I think, words to make all of that really fit. And so a lot of things, too, that people don't understand, because most of us never read the, the preface of our Bible, let alone the preface of a book that we have picked up at the local Christian bookstore. And the people who wrote the series Left Behind, uh, John Hagee and uh, Tim LaHaye and, and, and company, they, they all say it's fiction. But enough people bought into this as being realistic and real and that eventually even uh, LaHaye himself would get upset when these books were not uh, put on the shelf as nonfiction. But he himself uh, said basically they're fiction. And so I know many preachers, uh, they, they get this idea of a tribulation and Again, this is a new teaching that started in the 1900s with uh, Darby. And so, the email continues, says, Matthew chapter 24, Jesus said immediately after the tribulation then, uh, you will see one uh, taken, one left. And, but this really has nothing to do with pre-tribulation rapture. I mean, seriously, if you read the, this, the text... What Jesus is saying here in Matthew chapter 24, the person that is uh, taken uh, is not raptured into heaven, but that person is taken into judgment. And I don't, I don't know how people really miss it, but they do. But it's there. And you have to really look closely at the text and see that there is a metaphor or a comparison here that is the days of Noah. I'm, I'm looking at it here. It will be the same way in coming of the Son of Man, and at this coming of the Son of Man in the terms of judgment on Jerusalem. And, and the metaphor or, or the illustration here is the picture that is given in the days before the flood. People were eating and drinking. They were marrying and giving marriage up to the day that Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away? Now, who, who was taken away in the flood? Well, you have to see that this is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. And again, the context of this discourse here has to do with judgment on Jerusalem and ultimately the destruction of the temple, as Jesus explains in the very beginning of Matthew chapter 24. Two men will be in the field. Uh, one will be taken. Now, if, if this is the parallel to the flood, then the taken would not have been in, in the terms of taken into a rapture to heaven, but rather taken into judgment of, of what, I'm trying to understand here, I guess, is where did they come up with this teaching in, in church? 
I, I honestly, I, I, I have a troubles finding it. The church uh, will be rescued out of all of this uh, tribulation. Again, I, I'm, I'm, I don't understand where they're getting this. So the whole point is something that is, that is imposed uh, onto the Scripture, and this notion is, again, a very new notion in church history. And just because it's new doesn't make it wrong, uh, doesn't make it right. The only things that make it right and wrong is is the Bible, is God's Word. And so, again, John Darby, as it comes up with this idea that God has two distinct people, and therefore uh, he has two distinctive plans for two distinctive people, and he has two distinctive phases of the second coming, and two distinctives of this is pushed on Scripture because the truth of God has only had one chosen people, one covenant community, beautifully connected by the cross. And so Old Testament or New Testament, people in the Old Testament, they are looking towards the cross. They, they have a belief and a faith. Uh, of a coming Messiah, a Savior that will save them. And we, on this side, we of uh, the cross, look to, back to the cross, uh, a part of that salvation uh, process. Uh, Paul's letters to the Romans uh, would really go into detail over this. And so those who are followers of Jesus are the chosen people. And again, it doesn't matter what side of the cross uh, people are on. They are looking toward Christ, the, the chosen one, which that word really means in the Greek, to the cross of, of God's covenant. Okay, And so that, that covenant has to do with chosen people who are made up of every tongue, language, nation, race. Uh, and so if you're not a son of Abraham, because uh, uh, some gene that you have constructed you are the son of abraham because you believe in the god of abraham isaac and jacob and that's why abraham's name means the father of many nations and that's why rahab would would be in a person of faith i mean she's a prostitute uh in jericho and so she is considered a daughter of, of Abraham. You can read about that, you know, with, with Joshua. And that this is why Ruth would be the son uh, of Abraham. That's why Egyptians who left with the Jews into the exile are sons of Abraham because they believed in God, the God of Israel. And they brought all types of shadows with him that ultimately would look forward to the God of Israel. So basically, what, what this idea of, of teaching about pre-tribulation rapture is really incorrect. And this is really my view. And so I, I hope uh, this idea, it's really popular, made popular by books and movies, really, uh, Again, look for it in the basis of Scripture. And 
I've been studying uh, the Bible for a long time. Obviously, you went to a lot of different schools. Uh, and so be careful of this type of teaching, this idea. Uh, it's really confusing, honestly. I mean, the more you study this, uh, this idea of the second coming, uh, the rapture, the tribulation, and how these people put twist onto it, it becomes kind of confusing. And we don't really have a God of confusion. The truth of the matter is, God created everything in the beginning. Let there be light. We can see that in Genesis chapter 1. We see the fall of man in Genesis. We, in Genesis chapter 3, uh, verse 15, we see the first uh, prophecy of the Bible of a Messiah coming. It gives this idea of the crucifixion. And so, obviously, I don't know that Abraham and all of them completely understood it. I think Paul says there was a mystery uh, there in the book of Galatians that even angels longed to, to know the plan that God really had. But, again, God doesn't make all this confusing. He has creation, the fall of man, and then salvation through Christ, and he will return. There will be an end of time as you and I know it. There will be a judgment day. I, that doesn't really, I can't find separate judgment days. And when he comes, I think the Bible's really clear. That is judgment day. It, life on earth as we know it will be over. And so... I hope that this helps. I hope that this uh, clarifies some stuff. And, you know, this is really a study that you really need to go into uh, and try to say, okay, when we have a preacher who says this, uh, and, I, and there's several out there who have very popular podcasts, and that's all they can talk about is, this idea of an antichrist and, and a rapture, and it's a lot of scare tactics. I'll just be flat honest about it in my mind. Should we be worried if we are in the blood of Christ or not? Uh, well, if you're worried, then yes. Uh, I would say you need to figure out how to get that cleansing blood. Uh, John the Apostle would write, you know, you will know that you are saved. He writes that in First John. And so, if you have questions about your salvation, you're not sure about some teaching that you're hearing, the only way to filter out the trash, the fake news, is through the Word of God. And I would certainly encourage you uh, to do that. And this is why I always uh, try to get you to go back to your Bible. I hope that this kind of answers the question on this subject. Uh, it's really a long, deep uh, discussion that you could really have with this. The, the issue that uh, I really don't want to go through on a podcast is it, it'll give me and you both a headache. That if we just set, honestly study the Word of God in the simplicity that it really is, uh, God really is not a God who's sitting up on the throne somewhere up in heaven uh, rolling around 
with some kind of a jelly belly laughing and, and giggling and saying, hey, <laughs> they'll never figure it out. That's, that's not true. He has given us enough information that we can figure out the things that we need to know on this side of eternity. In that he is a God who loves us. He, he does not. This idea that two people, groups of people were raised up, one to be saved and one to be damned by God from the very beginning. That's not true either because the scripture is very clear. God says, I take no joy and condemning those type of people. He really wants all people to be saved. Doesn't matter what time you were born, what nation you live in, what color is your skin, uh, male or female. It, all that is immaterial. What God wants is all of us to be joined together in unity and believe and have faith in Him that He is the salvation of the world. He is the Lamb of God. And so we need to focus on Christ. I hope this really helps more than it hurts. Uh, again, I, I thank you for listening. Please make sure you hit that like button and follow us on your favorite podcasting app. I certainly would appreciate that. Uh, tell others about us and how you found us. And, and uh, anybody who needs a prayer, that uh, we'd be happy to add you to our prayer list as well. I want to thank you for listening, and may God bless you. May he always have the glory. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may he have the glory.